Welcome to Let's Talk Gospel Music Gold. I'm your host, Ansonia. And today, I am with evangelist Pamela Renee Crawford, native Chicago Chicagoan, who sang her first solo at the age of 10 at her home church, Union Missionary Baptist Church on the north side of Chicago. Yes. In 1996, <laughs> a member of Mount Olive Baptist Church, Pam answered the call to ministry and was licensed as an evangelist. Prior to her call, Pam made the charts on the lead as the lead singer of I Can Go to the Rock in 1992 with Chicago Mass Choir, where the late James C. Chambers was the founder. Pam is also known for her singing prowess with the late Reverend Milton Bronson and the Thompson Community Singers. Mm -hmm. I want to welcome Pam to... Let's talk gospel music gold. Hey, Pam. Hey, how are you? <laughs> I am doing just fine, just fine. Now, I want to, I, I told you that I do a conversational interviews. Gotcha. Mm -hmm. So I'm going to go back to the 10-year-old Pam. <laughs> I'm going to ask, when you got up to sing your solo, what ran through you? Were you excited or did you want to just run away? Tell us what... <laughs> Tell us about I was, I was literally afraid, mm. literally afraid. And, but I was just able to do it. You know, you got your mom there, you got your grandmother there and they're, they're pushing you and rooting you on. And so that made it easier for me that first time. But I was very nervous, very nervous. <laughs> so when, <laughs> when you think about doing something in front of church, and then you got your friends there. Yeah. That's something else that throws it into. So yeah, awesome. from that point of singing at the age of 10, did you go and did you continue lead singing at church or did you go to uh, school and get chorus? Tell us about that. No, I just continued singing at church. Um, actually, what I did also at 10 years old, I entered the uh, talent contest with a friend of mine in my class. She played the piano and I sang Witness for My Lord. Was <laughs> <laughs> and, and we actually won first place. Okay. So I just continued to sing, you know, in church, in the choir, and I didn't really know what I had, you okay. know, at that time. So... I just continued to sing and, and God just continued to bless me as I grew older. Okay. Well, that is great. Now, I want to ask, what led you to the Thompson Community Choir? How did you get to them? Well, my, my mother 
my auntie and my uncle were all Tommies before I was born. Yeah. (laughs) And so being around, I had been around it all my life, actually. You know, uh, being around the Tommies, uh, even being at Christ Tabernacle from time to time. So they really had been a part of my life, all of my life, uh, before I even thought about that I would even sing with the Thompson community <laughs> singer. It never even crossed my mind. You know, I just love the music. I love going to the musicals. And and so I think I, it just grew up with me. You know, I grew up with it rather. And mm-hmm. so when that time came, I'm like, okay, why not? <laughs> now, let me ask I'm so you. so glad I did. Let me ask you, was there an age limit in getting into the Tommies? At that time... I really don't know. I really honestly don't know. I joined in 1987. Okay. So I'm sure there you could get in younger than that, but I'm not really sure right now, you okay. know, at uh, what the age limit was. Yeah. Okay. Now, did you have to audition? I did. Okay. I did have to audition. And the first time I auditioned for the choir was with, was when Jesse Dixon was still with them. Oh, yeah. And I ended up not getting in the choir. Wow. I mean, I made it, but I didn't go. But one year for the Tommy's anniversary, Reverend Brunson put together uh, a group of young people and he simply called us the choir. And I auditioned for a lead song for that night. And after that, you know, I guess I had really already auditioned. And so after that, some time went by and I ended up joining, joining the Tommies after that. Okay. Now tell us about the experience of being with the Tommies. Now, for those that may not know the history of the Tommies, can you give us a brief history and then tell us about your experience? You know, being in the Tommies was a great experience. Uh, I learned a lot about why I do what I do. Mm. Reverend Brunson was an awesome leader. Uh, He kept us in line, so we were very disciplined. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) But it really helped me, and along with many others, I'm sure, to understand why we do what we do. Mm -hmm. We're not performers, you know, we are ministers. And we knew every time we hit that stage, we were going to minister, Mm -hmm. not only to the audience, but to ourselves, to each other. And so it was like a family. We had so much fun, you know, but when it came down to business, we did what we were supposed to do. Because if we didn't, we were going to get fined. <laughs> I know they don't do that anymore, oh, yeah. but we were going to get fined. But it was it was an awesome experience. And we were like more like a family than a choir, mm-hmm. you know, and we enjoyed what we did. Yeah, yeah. That, that's what uh, well, we were in parallel because you were in one of the top singing aggregations on the West Side. I was in one of the top singing aggregations on the South Side. Yeah, you guys were, oh my God, you guys were awesome. So we were, um, I guess we could we could trade war stories about those fines. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so let's 
Give us a list of fines that you would get. <laughs> Was it getting oh, to the wow. bus? Oh, wow. You would get fined $5 for talking. Uh, if you were a leader, like a lead singer or a musician or whatever, you got fined more. Wow. You you got fined for being late and not calling. Mm. You know, those types of things. Um, I think I got fined one time. $25 fine. Wow. <laughs> I paid my fine and I never got fined again. But, <laughs> but it made us it made us more aware. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. We were more responsible, more you know what I mean. Yeah. To more... not because if you didn't have the five dollars, you bring ten next week. <laughs> and i know that we we would get fined for being if you got to rehearsal late yeah uh we would get fined if we were out of town and mm -hmm. we got to the engagement late so how yeah. can you be late if you get to the bus late um i remember one time getting left because <laughs> i overslept the bus was supposed to leave at like three or four o'clock in the morning uh -huh. And I didn't get to bed until like one or two. And my girlfriend was calling me uh, wow. and she kept calling me. She's like, girl, the bus getting ready to leave. <laughs> <laughs> well, I got fine that day. <laughs> wow. But, oh, yeah. And uh, uniforms. You had yeah. to keep your uniforms impeccable. Yes. And that, you know, people don't understand that, that are not in like a recording choir and those that travel and sing. Right, right. Is that there were disciplines that I think helped because you're, yes. you're like you said, as ministry, you go into a minute yes. to minister. And right. I kind of looked at it as if your pastor came strolling up in the pulpit 45 minutes late, yeah, people would be upset. So right. you have to be respectful of people's time. Absolutely. And that's what the that's what the discipline where the yes. discipline came in in that yes. part. Yes. So yes. That's I was wondering if anybody else got fired like us. <laughs> no, yeah, we did too. You know, Reverend would tell us we leave at eight, not gather. <laughs> <laughs> what time do the bus leave? The bus leave at five o'clock. Okay, well you better be on that bus at four forty five. <laughs> absolutely absolutely <laughs> now let me ask you this mm -hmm. were you all allowed to have your uniform outside of where like in the sanctuary area or where you all were preparing to get ready to go on stage no okay <laughs> yeah yeah I, I've driven by some churches sometimes and seen the people in the choir standing out there in their row why oh no that's a no no oh yeah oh yeah <laughs> <laughs> well th those actually go parallel because yeah. they did not believe in that outside with your uniform on no didn't believe for for those who smoked you couldn't smoke in that uniform no <laughs> <laughs> You bring it back flashbacks. You bring it back flashbacks. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> now the good old days. Oh yeah, oh yeah, that was fun. I, I, you know, it was so much fun. And people think yeah. about. I had gotten into a heated discussion with somebody once, and and they said, "Well, why do you go for that? Why do you do that?" And I said, "Because it teaches you discipline." Yeah. 
Yes. And it teaches you respect for the people yes. that are over the, the Absolutely. choir. Absolutely. So when you think of, let's talk about the late Reverend Milton Bronson for a second. Yeah. And you think about that. Did he ever tell you the nature of why he started the Tommies? He loved young people. And he knew that there was more in us and more to us than the world portrayed us. Mm. And so him loving gospel music, him loving the Lord, he had a way with young people. He loved, he, he chastised us, but he loved on us. And he helped us to know that you're, you can do anything you want to do. Mm-hmm. You know, there are pastors there uh, that have come out of the choir. There are doctors, teachers, Lord, people that have, have come through that way. Mm-hmm. And even now, like you said, it's had a lasting impact. On, I think, all of us that came in contact with him on a weekly basis mm-hmm. or uh, however often you came, he always accepted you. Mm-hmm. You know, he was he always accepted you for who you were. But at the same time, he's going to let you know this is how it's going to be. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> now... Take me on that first trip that you went, oh, wow. when you went when you went out of town. I will never forget that trip because it was the first trip I went on with the Tommies. It was to Denver, Colorado. Mm. And I sang for the first time with them, Safe in His Arms. Okay. And I, I got to tell you, it was... It was amazing. It was scary because, you know, I sang it with the church choir. Uh Big difference. And I'm standing there like, Lord, I'm standing up here. This professional choir. I sing this at at church. I'm going to need your help. Mm -hmm. You know, I didn't want to mess up or any of that. But God blessed me that night. And afterwards, Reverend Brunson said to me, I like it because you did it your way. Mm-hmm. And I sang it after that. I sang it all the time. Okay. Now, but that was my first trip. Yeah. For those who don't know who initially led that song on the recording. Yes. Tell us who that was. Her name is Beatrice Gardner. Mm-hmm. Awesome woman of God. Awesome singer. She was the one who originally recorded that song. Okay. All right. Yes. Now, now I'm going to take a, a journey through. <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't that many years later, but <laughs> you traveled to the South side of Chicago uh-huh. to go to the ECC music workshop. Yes, I did. Now tell us about that journey. I, I had been hearing about the workshop And that year I said, I'm going to go and see what's going on. I hear everybody talking about it. So I'm just going to go. I didn't come to get in the choir. I didn't come. I just wanted to see what was going on. And I ended up staying. Mm. 
And when you guys got ready to go into rehearsal, I went in too. And that's when um, James had Tyrone Block to ask me if I would lead a song. Mm. And the rest is history. Yeah. We, uh, with the Ecclesiastes Community Choir and with the ECC Music Workshop, for those yes. that didn't know about it, ECC yes. Music Workshop was actually a week's worth of trainings and classes. Yes. Yes. And there were various instructors that gave right. various. So it was an assortment and it was open right. to all of the people in Chicago. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. some people don't know this. The reason why I mentioned about your church being on the north side of Chicago, mm-hmm. it was not often that people would travel to different sides of town. Unfortunately, right. I don't know why why it's like that in Chicago. But if if there was a north side, something going on, on the, over the, on the north side, the north side people were the only ones knew about it. If mm-hmm. there was something going on over on the west side, only the west side people knew about it. Right. If they knew about something on the south side, the south side people would be the only ones that would go. They'd be very rare that you would mm-hmm. see somebody from one side of town to the other. So that's why I'm stressing. I'm making a point of that because. Yeah. Um, I grew up on the west side of Chicago mm-hmm. and sang in the south side choir. <laughs> <laughs> your ch- your oh, home man. church. Now, were you uh, on the, did you live on the south side or did you live on the north side? I lived on the west side. West side. Okay. And mm-hmm. you were, and your church was on the north side. Right. And you sang in a west side choir. Right. So that in, it, that in itself tells us of the versatility yes and actually especially back in that day yeah each side of town had a different sound right exactly Uh uh-huh because on the west side it was really strong with the quartets yes yes and i was trying to think of the name of that church that was on madison that used to mercy see thank you thank you so much (laughs) (laughs) so the west side was known as the quartet central basically right you right. Know, so that's why I'm bringing up the the aspects of the different sides of town because you would think you were going to a whole nother state when you were going Absolutely. to these different sides of towns. And if somebody yeah. saw you, uh, you're from this side of town. What are you doing over here? Like, right, right. I'm here just like you are. Absolutely. <laughs> so you were asked by Tyrone Block. Mm-hmm. Through James, well, James had asked Tyrone because I know Tyrone had. I think he started coming to the workshop maybe the first year it started in nineteen eighty. Yeah, yeah. So when you came in and James asked you if you wanted to sing, how did that make you feel? Wow, um, it humbled me. Mm. It literally humbled me. You know, I knew about James Chambers. I knew about you guys. I was really honestly in awe Mm. of you guys. And so (laughs) for him to, you know, ask me and I just came that night, uh, I was really humbled. Okay. I really was. Now we're going to get to the, to where I'm heading. (laughs) (laughs) Because like I, I know the history because I was there, but I want you to tell my listeners. So you joined the choir. James asked you to lead a song. What was the first song that James asked you to lead? I can go to the rock. Yes, indeed. (laughs) (laughs) 
I remember the rehearsals. I remember yeah. us uh, going through the song and James was excited. See, I knew the other side of James too, because of course I was closer to James uh, right. because I was one of his uh, home choir members. Yes, yes. So when the announcement came of in 1992, there was mm -hmm. an announcement made, and I recall James just getting ecstatic because, <laughs> of course, James had, you know, he had wanted uh, the Ecclesiastes Community Choir to hit the charts, mm -hmm. but the Lord blessed Chicago Mass to hit the charts, mm -hmm. and in 1991, I got the stats because I looked it up. <laughs> In 1991, Chicago Mass Choir was nominated in five categories for yeah. the Gospel Music Excellence Award and the Best New Artist. Yes. And in yes. 1992, uh -huh. your song, I Can yeah. Go to the Rock, won Song of the Year. Yes. I tell you, when, wow. when James got the letter, when he got noticed, that this song had hit the charts. Mm -hmm. Talk about elation. He was so excited about that. Wow. And he was, he was just thrilled about the power that that song had. Uh -huh. So tell me, what did it do for you when you heard that the song that you were leading had got nominated? We'll talk about the nomination. Wow, you know, when you do when you do things, there's certain things you don't expect. Mm. So that wasn't something that I was expecting. I was happy, of course, for him. I was happy for the choir. I was happy for Percy. And then that I was a part of that. Mm -hmm. That really humbled me even more. Everything humbled me. So <laughs> because my thinking was I'm going to do the song and I'm going to go on about my business. Mm -hmm. And that's what I do to this day. I do it and I go head on. The next thing I know I get a call the song is doing and I sometimes I'm like, Ooh, I forgot all about that. But <laughs> <laughs> but was so humbling you know mm. what I'm saying because mm. it was the second song I had ever recorded mm. and for it to do that 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 was amazing that mm. was amazing yeah yeah well that is fantastic I know you didn't put it in your bio because you know I had to yes. do some things yes. up because I said she didn't put that in there <laughs> <laughs> but that I you know I saw the elation from James and, and a lot of stuff. I mean, James got excited about some stuff, but he had never yeah. gotten excited about something like he did that. Yeah. And it was an anointed song. Yes. I believe that, you know, everyone who was related to that project was anointed. And that yes. in the fact of the authenticity, because yes. that was something else that James wanted to do is James wanted to not be a, James never wanted to be a showboat choir. He always wanted right, to be a ministry right, choir right. and wanted to minister. And um, I said earlier to one of my guests that when I first started singing with ECC, 
the very first, I've been singing since I was seven, mm-hmm. singing in my church choir and stuff. And, but when I first sang with ECC was when I really got it. This is a ministry. This is yes. not for performance. This is not for show. This is Absolutely. to minister to the people. Absolutely. And to see the the choir grow in that. And that's when actually when, you know, everybody started knowing about Chicago Mass was during that. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Now, I remember the tour. Let's talk about them Barney dresses. (laughs) (laughs) Not the purple ones. (laughs) Oh, my gosh. That was hysterical. I don't know who. I don't know whose idea it was, but... We had their purple dresses on. I'll never forget that. Oh my gosh. And somebody I tell said, choir members, don't go nowhere by yourself. Because <laughs> <laughs> you're gonna get you gonna get bombarded by kids thinking Barney come down. The yeah, yeah. Don't go don't go alone. Oh my <laughs> gosh. Two or three with you. <laughs> oh brother. And that made it even worse when you had about three or four people walk down and shoot that purple dress. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Well, we, we we were trying to get to the um, mm, gospel fest. Yes. And, of course, it was nowhere for us to change. So, of course, everybody had to have the uniform on. And all you saw was a parade of people with this purple dress. That was hysterical. Yes. yes. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> I said, James, I don't know who gave you this idea, but we're going to work with it. We're going to work with yeah. it. Yeah, we worked with it. Don't forget the pearls. Don't forget that. <laughs> oh, yeah. Okay, <laughs> bring it back, bring it back. I'm sorry, but that was funny. That was terrible. Oh, but I want to talk about now. I want to transition to your solo project. And uh-huh. although I didn't see it listed, I only know about it because I downloaded it. Your your single restoration. Uh-huh. Now, what year did that come out? 2015, I believe it was. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. Um, I was uh, fortunate enough to have a solo project with Delora Music, and they allowed me to write. Well, I wrote that song, Restoration. Oh, okay. And, uh-huh, and that was the, the first single um, that was put out uh, off of that project. Uh, I'm no longer with them, but it was an awesome experience uh, to be able to to do that. And I'll tell anybody, don't take it lightly because it's not an easy thing to do. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I'm used to singing 13 songs and leading one. But to to lead 12 or 13, just you, that's a totally <laughs> different <laughs> But it was a great experience, and and I'll you know I'll take from it, you know, as I go further because there are other things coming down the pike I can't talk about right now. Mm-hmm. But there are other things that are coming down the pike that I believe are going to bless a whole lot of people. Okay, yeah. Well, yes, you know yes. that uh, I have an open forum, so I'm going to say this on air, so okay. that you know, I'm gonna hold you to your word. But that uh, <laughs> you know, 
when things happen, you're going to come back and be absolutely okay. All right. I'm just, I just want to get that out the way, you know, just in case, <laughs> just in case you say, mm, I'm just too big to call her now. <laughs> oh, no, never, <laughs> never. <laughs> I you know, I want to tell you that I have uh, enjoyed this interview because we know each other, but we don't know each other. Right. Uh, and we have. I, I sometimes feel like a stalker when I'm looking up information about people and I'm like, I know this about so-and-so. Let me look it up and check it out. So I want to thank you so much for sharing your experiences with, with me and with my listeners. This is a new podcast that's going out. I started it in uh, September of this year. Okay, awesome. And I I wanted to make sure that because sometimes people hear people yeah. Or they hear their work or they hear their music or they hear the lyrics to a song and they don't know right. who's behind the music. So Absolutely. my sole purpose of this show is to bring people into the knowledge of who's yeah. behind gospel music gold. Absolutely. So I'm yes, gonna ask awesome. you I'm gonna ask you if there's anything that you have coming up that you can talk about right now, or if you have a website or if, uh, how people can get in contact with you. Uh, they can contact me via Facebook. They can contact me uh, at Jess Pam Music on Twitter. Um, yeah, those two ways. They can hit me up on LinkedIn or okay. all right. <laughs> or either way that they can hook me up with that. And there are some things that are going to be coming up um, that, of course, I'll give you more information about. We're just really trying to get past this pandemic mm-hmm. um but there's going to be a conference called women woman hurt okay it's just going to be a blessing it's not just for the women it's for men as well but i'm going to be a big part of that and of course um i'm working on the book um uh, and tell us what the title of the book is the title of the book is it was never your plan mm. um it's time for us to get back to the original plan. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, um, it's not really about me, but it's about a lot of things that I've seen in the industry, you know, in ministry, period, mm-hmm. that we need to remember that what God has purposed for us to do, mm-hmm. the gifts, the talents, it was never our plan. So whatever he's given us, he has a plan for it. Okay. All right, then. Yeah. So we're going to be looking out for that. And I want to thank my guest, Pamela Renee Crawford, for participating in this segment of Let's Talk Gospel Music Gold. These shows are to explore, record, and raise excitement about gospel music and its gold. I hope you, the audience, enjoyed this episode as much as I have, because I sure laughed about them purple dresses. (laughs) (laughs) Please send me an email sharing your thoughts about this show segment. Also, if you have any suggestions of future guests you would like to hear on the show, send an email to let's talk to gmg at gmail.com. That's let's talk to gmg at gmail.com. I am your host and Sonia saying, let's sing, let's shout, and tell of the great news through Gospel Music Gold. Until the next episode, take care and God bless. Cool. Yay! Awesome. I want to thank you so much for for having me. Thank you. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Because I want to.
restoration is coming to your house. I'll restore the years the enemy has stolen. I'll give you double, double for your trouble. Are you one of the many Americans that are hoping to find a new job? Do you need to establish new skills or improve the skill you already have? Perhaps you're an HR professional in a company and in need of online training for your employees. Well, I invite you to check out the online training system from Born to Speak to You. Once registered, these online courses are available to you 24 hours a day, 7 days a week, for 60 days. In the area of human resource trainings, we have courses on lunch and learn program, crisis management, diversity and inclusion, health and wellness at work, office health and safety, workplace violence, and much, much more. Our website is borntospeaktoyou.com, where the two is the number two. That's borntospeaktoyou.com, where you can even arrange for a virtual training for your employees on any one of our 110 training modules.